accessing satellite relay to Los Angeles. Come in, Pearl. Pearl, come in. Come in, Pearl. Pearl, Pearl, come in. Can you read me, Pearl? Brainiac. Yeah, hi, everyone. I flew the van out here to L.A. to try and find some more movies to torture you guys with. Thought I'd consult an expert, so I took and went and gone and got this guy here from Entertainment Tonight. Uh, hello, Mike. Hello, small robots. How can I help? Leonard Malton? Pearl, you are connected. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Malton. What do you make of the stylistic resurgence of Italian neorealist filmmaking in the vein of De Sica's Umberto D? Yeah, uh, Malton. Is it true that they're working on yet another remake of The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stop bugging Mr. Siskel with questions. Uh, Malton. He's helping me. So, what do you recommend, Roger? Uh, Leonard. Uh, I'd highly recommend the 1961 monster movie Gorgo. It's sort of a British take on the Godzilla thing. Uh, Mr. Malton, is, is Gorgo really that bad? I mean, you're not really going to hurt us, uh, are you? Well, that's a matter of opinion, Mike. Now, I actually like Gorgo, but when we reviewed it for my number one best-selling movie and video guide, it put two of my assistant editors into intensive care. So who knows? Uh, besides, Pearl promised me a light lunch at Sky Bar. No, I said one appetizer only, Ebert. Malton. Okay, Mr. Malton Ebert, don't push your luck or it's a small decaf at Starbucks. Oh. Brain guy. the first episode of Every Day is Halloween uh, of 2015. I'm your host, Horror Guy Keenan, uh, to give you guys a look into the world of horror today and yesterday. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know right off the bat, uh, the winner for last month's contest, the Hannibal Prize Pack, goes to RJ Straccio? Straco? Straccio? I know I probably slogged your name. I'm sorry, RJ. Uh, but if you hear this, uh, shoot me an email and I'll get your information and uh, we'll, we'll get that set up for you. Uh, and right now I'd like to just kind of give out some uh, quick sponsors before we start the show. Abysmal uh, Entertainment for all your photography and film needs. If you want to go check those guys out, that's at abysmal.com. A-B-Y-S-S-M-A-L. And as always, my favorite horror block. Uh, had a pretty cool horror rock uh, this past month with the Universal Monsters uh, Funko Pop, uh, along with a uh, Carol Ann from Poltergeist Mouse Pad, Overlook Hotel t-shirt, sanitizer, zombie sanitizer, squishies of skull thing. All of it was very cool, uh, but if you'd like to get a horror block, save some money while you do it, uh, type in the promo code HORROR5 and it'll save you five bucks right off your first horror block. It's at nerdblock.com backslash horror to get your horror block started for the year uh, and if you have any questions for me my email address is at hallowseve365 at gmail.com without further ado this is kind of a special episode uh, as some of you know I used to host a radio show for bloodydisgusting.com called uh, News from the Crypt which was their main uh, podcast and I had all my old co-hosts back on for this show to kind of talk about the year in horror last year so we kind of rock talk and go down all of the list of uh, horror movies that came out last year and uh it, it last year wasn't a good year for horror but um what we kind of make the most of it or at least i try to and um it's a lot of fun so here it is tim david and lauren it is a bloody disgusting podcast reunion how do you guys been Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent one-word answer. <laughs> no comment. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty. You guys don't know how many people have uh, been asking. You know, where are Tim, David, and Lauren? Are they going to come back? What's going on? Uh, and uh, now you guys, you get them for a full month of January. Hi, hi, people who wondered where we've been. <laughs> hi, everybody. Well, everyone asked about Lauren and I. Maybe one person asked about you, Tim. It's not true. It's true. 
It's not true. Yep. They said, are you trying to cover up something by just playing music on this new podcast than rather than just talking about things? That's Like, that's, yes. Yeah. We, act- <laughs> we, ki- we, ki- we killed him. <laughs> that's what we're covering up. I'm not technically yeah. here right now. I'm, I'm in hell. <laughs> Aww. Well, okay, so 2014's been kind of an iffy year for horror. Let's 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 go down the row with the three of you guys. Tim, how has your involvement with horror been this last year? Um, well, I mean, I saw everything theatrical that I could. Um, obviously, I still program midnight for selections for the Florida Film Festival. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I saw a lot, but there's some notable stuff that I did not see. Um, but for the worst, most part, I mean, I would consider it to be the worst year for mainstream horror mm-hmm. is like at least in the last decade. I don't know, and we say that every year, but it does seem like it's getting worse. Yeah, yeah but it's way worse this year <laughs> than like the, those previous years. Those previous years were like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. All right, David, how about you? How's how's your involvement in horror been? Uh, I can <laughs> I can think of maybe three horror movies. I like the two, three. Mm-hmm. We'll go with three. I can okay. think of like three horror movies I like this year. Yeah. Um, but this year I kind of tried to only watch movies I had a fleeting interest in at least mm-hmm. instead of just slogging through stuff I know is going to be terrible. And uh, That's fine. I watched all that for you. Yeah, yeah. you watched it all for <laughs> me. Uh, you and Sean watched it all for me and I appreciate that very much. Um, so I feel like for me, it wasn't as bad as some previous years, but that's also because I skipped a lot. But yeah. a lot of stuff did look like shit to me, so I, it's not all roses, I guess. Gotcha. How about you, Lauren? Uh, yeah. You know, oh, uh, uh. Lauren probably watched a lot less direct-to-video garbage, so this was probably a better year for her. You know, it, oh, was, it was it was extremely good yet extremely sad it, it was let's just let's just say it was extremely it was a very sad year for horror for me because <clears throat> for two reasons the, the 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 best horror movie of the year for me was only really really good because it absolutely just broke my heart mm-hmm. and also because it basically was the year of horror where I basically am just like I'm out <laughs> Yeah, like you cleaned your hands, you're done. I, I, I'm I, I'm done. Uh, it was I, it was the mic drop year. Yeah, I, I feel like don't you guys feel like the, I feel like this year as I look through the other people's horror film list that this is the year where we're doing apologist horror again. Like we've there's been years in the past I can remember where we did a lot of apologist horror where we're like, oh my favorite horror movie of the year was this movie, but it's really not a horror movie. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's always an excuse for it. But there's like, I mean, I literally saw like a top 15 where like six of the movies in the dude's top 15 are not horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's treading on that fine line. All right, well, let's do plugs real quick. Uh, Tim, do you have anything coming up that you'd like to plug that you'll be involved in? God, no. I mean, I'm just trying to get, we're trying to lock down this year's Florida Film Festival. Uh-huh. So then we'll have some good stuff in for Midnight's there in mm-hmm. April. Uh, I'm sitting on a jury of another film festival uh, Valentine's Day weekend, and I I don't know. I'm just busy, man. I just I have no free time at all. Gotcha. David? Uh, yeah, not a for me, actually. Uh, nothing to, to really plug. David's I'm... getting married. Yeah. Yes. Yay! Yeah. That's something big that you should plug to tell everybody to come to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody it... come to David's wedding. Yeah. yeah. Everyone come to my wedding, but don't expect to be fed or to drink my booze. But other than that, yes, please. $100 a seat. (laughs) You should sell tickets. I mean, I could just... You should sell tickets. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I'll probably spend my year uh, only watching films I'm interested in, which, you know, to some people listening, might sound like a no-brainer, but, um, (laughs) you know, when you... (laughs) Why would you ever do that? Yeah, but, you know, when you... When you spend a lot of time reviewing, you know, written and orally on this podcast uh, for a big site, you watch a lot of crap. So I, I really that really took a backseat for me last year, and I tried only watching stuff I was interested in, and man, it made a difference. So my my involvement will be only watching things I'm interested in again 
this year because that was a successful experiment last year. Nice. I mean, yeah, you know, there's so much media these days that you really have to be selective with what you like because if you try and watch it all, it, it hurts, and Tim can attest for that. Yeah. I can't, but you know what? I watched significantly less. See, I lost track of my count, but in 2013, I watched 590 feature films. And oh, I don't know how many I watched true. last year. I just I lost track, but I would say probably no more than 400 tops. Wow. So that's 190 things that blew that I probably didn't watch. So, but there is some good stuff that I've literally got piled up that I have not watched yet that I know is going to end up on these potential lists. But I, I just haven't been able to find the time because for festival prep, I've watched 700 short films in the last, like, three and a half months. Man. What about you, Lauren? Are you still uh, writing for uh, Phantomania? Um, you know, last year I started getting kind of really, really bad, debilitating headaches. And I, I kind of am not writing at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do bake. And uh, you can order stuff from me on uh, my website, bbbakes.com. That's the letter B twice, plus the word bakes.com. Do you do any custom uh, cakes? I do. Like a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man or something? Um, I, I, you know, I don't have, once upon a time, I did have uh, marshmallow treats called Gozers. Nice. I don't have uh, a Ghostbusters. Everything is named after one of my favorite movies or TV shows. Cool. So uh, you can go on there and peruse them if you would like. So Very awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, it's almost like a uh, where are they now kind of thing for a horror podcast. Like, they've, all, they've all gone their separate ways. We're all in our, our bedrooms. This yeah. is where, where, where we are now is the same place we were last time. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, with our, with our newfound hobbies and interests. Let's go down the row of um, 2014 horror films. Uh, and I'm just going to go off. We can just riff on each one and then I'll kind of be the stubborn one that has to quickly move us on to the next one because I know we'll just talk about one film forever. It's Bye your now. podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start off with Paranormal Activity, the Mark ones. <laughs> Available now on Netflix stream. I actually look. I'm, I'm holding my ticket stub book, and I actually watched this on January 3rd, 2014. So was that one year and two days ago? Oh wow, nice. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually I... not my least favorite horror film of the year, um, which also came out in January. But yeah. I really, really, really did not like it. This this thing is so over. This series. But aren't they? They're talking about making another one, aren't they? No, they already did. They already like, made it. They, it was they, supposed to come out in October, but oh they've delayed it to now. We'll get it soon, I guess. No, well, okay. If I remember correctly, they moved it from October until now, and then they moved it from now until October. Mm. I think. <laughs> it's, from what I've heard, who cares? Yeah, Some that's stuff that's is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. All right. How about uh, Alex Aja's Horns? That's coming in from Netflix. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Very cool. So excited to see it. Yeah, I get to see it, too. So I'm pretty excited about that one. Did anybody yeah. see it? No. No, I guess I, not. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to see it, though. And then somebody said something like, oh, it wasn't as good as, as you think it would be. And I was just like, oh, shut up. Nothing. There's no such thing as anything being as good as I think it will be. Yeah. Yeah, we actually tried to get this for um, Midnight at Festival last year, but the distributor was holding on to it for theatrical, which it really kind of didn't do. So I'm very, very excited to see it because we couldn't get a screener of it. Mm. Okay, yeah, they were very uh, hardcore <clears throat> on the screeners for that one. Paranormal Activity is coming out of March. What? March 13th. Oh my god, I can't wait. Who cares? <laughs> just, just, just wanted to fill in that gap. So okay, let's move on. Yay. <laughs> Jodorowsky's um, Dune. Jodorowsky's Dune is probably my favorite documentary of the year. It is yeah. very, very good. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. Like, the, the, it's usually a lot of times when you watch a documentary, it kind of starts dying off towards the middle end of it. But I feel like this one just got more and more interesting as it went on. You just didn't want it to end. Yeah, I, I saw the this... Pondo poster. Uh, <laughs> nice. I saw this theatrically too. Um, it played one week here in our in town and. Uh, it was dead. There was nobody in the theater with me. But what I really take away from that is I went Tashin 
to buy all of the, you know, I want them to license the book from Jodorowsky mm-hmm. and reprint it. Yeah, I was wondering, sell. why has no one put that out? Because, like... It's huge. They, um, <laughs> they did that for Kubrick's Napoleon. They bought all... The, they licensed all the stills out, and they put it all together in this giant book, and then they released this, like, thousand-page book with mm-hmm. all the production art and the script and everything. And I don't think Jodorowsky even had a script, but, like, I would love to see that book yeah, he's using to sell the movie. Mm-hmm. Sold. Now the the part the version I watched, uh, the subtitles were kind of screwed up. But did they they officially say that Pink Floyd said that they would do the soundtrack? I think basically everybody said they would do it, but he was basically just like, "We'll pay you anything you want, and you can do whatever you want." And mm-hmm. they could never get the money because I mean, he's you're talking about the guys trying to make like a hundred million dollar like movie that's like thirteen hours long. Oh yeah, and let's not forget that he told. Um, who was it? Um, Salvador Orson Dollar. Wells. Orson uh, Wells that he could have the chef from his favorite restaurant come to set. <laughs> like, yeah, he was just telling. He's gonna pay like Salvador Dali like a million dollars a minute to be in the movie. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I mean, I could see why the studio would be like, uh, no. <laughs> I um, I have this uh, book from uh, Tim. I don't know if you have any of these, but the uh, Persistence of Vision series. I do not. That I believe. I don't believe it. Uh, Okay, well, I have this. I got this book uh, right when it came out called Anarchy and Alchemy, and it's a book about. I'm familiar uh, with that book. Yeah. Okay. So, like the the most, uh, you know, the, the the most info I had about Dune was from this book. Uh, so it was really cool. Years later, after reading it, to see the documentary um, and, and kind of see stuff explained a little bit better, fleshed out, and actually like see things on the screen. Right. Um, and I was, I really loved it. I think it's very good. I mean, it's not really a horror movie, but it was good. I liked right, it a lot. Right, and that's why I was kind of iffy on bringing this one up, but I just know that the three of us had seen it, so it was something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the, um, did you guys notice that, oh, what was the part where he, like, he's sitting next to his son. Did you feel like his son kind of knows that his dad's a little crazy? Like, I think he knows he's a little crazy, I think but I think. Jordorowski knows he's nuts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because the son was just kind of like, yeah, my dad put me in this, and he said I had to get into this, you know, the training for that, for Dune, and stuff like that, to become a warrior, you know? <laughs> just like, geez, this is insane. But yeah, no, I loved it. It was such a fun documentary. Uh, highly recommend that. Uh, something not that fun, from what I hear, because I haven't seen it yet. As Above and So Below. Yeah, I hated I, it. I skipped it. Yeah. I saw four found footage horror films this year, and all of them just lead me to believe that there is no thing left that you can possibly do in this genre ever again. (laughs) It is over. It is saturated. It's squeezed out like a wash rag. But, you you know, there might be the next big thing. No, there's not. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I just... I, I. I actually, you know, it's really the killer of the four of them that I saw. This is the best of the four, and it's still terrible. It's still awful. <laughs> yeah, man, it's still why, terrible. Why would you say it's awful? It's conceptually just poor, and you'd, you'd think it would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the idea of going down in the catacombs, even though I've already seen like four other movies that did this. Oh, you really? Know? But. <clears throat> Well, yeah, I mean, there was one, like, six years ago that was just called Catacombs. That's right. Oh, my God. It had Shannon Sussman in it. Oh, God. That Oh, I can't stand her head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's that. <laughs> what are you talking about, Lauren? I heard she gives incredible head. Uh. Singer. Um... You know, it just it doesn't make any sense at all. And then the whole ending bit where you're suddenly somehow upside down, you know, and you're dragging yourself through the manhole cover backwards is there's this reversal of gravity or you're this other dimension you're in it just didn't make any sense to me started making stuff up and throw it into the wall and see if anything sticks yeah throw it to the wall and see if it sticks yeah okay alright well maybe this one might lighten things up a bit the Babadook yes yes now you guys talk about getting something new for horror films I wouldn't say this is a new trope no I wouldn't either well see here okay go ahead oh no no go ahead no, I was going to say that was um, that was the movie I was talking about being the absolute. It it, it broke my heart. I I, uh, I got to see it and um, I was bawling at the very end. 
crying my eyes out while the audience is laughing. Um, while I'm watching, well, I'm, I'm watching a movie about a, a woman who is obviously having a severe mental breakdown, who is obviously, you know, uh, who, who has obviously had um, some, she, she, you know, is mentally ill, has passed on some sort of mentally ill trait to her son. And, um, you know, they're both dealing with it in their own ways. The also, you know, the death of her husband, all of this. And, and she's not possessed. There, there is no monster. It, all of this, you know, and everybody's, you know, no one can see past this boogeyman character and all of this stuff. It, it was it was just really really interesting to watch it the way I watched it with with everybody else around me watching it completely differently, and and uh, and to be watching it crying while everybody else is laughing when she's screaming horrible things at her her young son you know yeah and stuff and I I guess that's that's just uh, you know I I, I don't know well that's a very it, interesting it, take it, on that you know like. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people going into that movie didn't really and watch I think it that through you those have eyes. To, yeah, you, you, you have to, you, and you probably have to have, have, you know, had some sort of, you know, uh, something to relate that to, to be able to watch it that way. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it just, I mean, that movie broke my heart and it was absolutely true horror in a weird, weird sense. And I loved it, but <clears throat> I can't stand seeing any interviews with the director. I can't stand reading any of the reviews of it um, because nobody seems to get it. And even with the interviews, I'm not sure if my interpretation of it even is correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you're very close to the mark. At least the, what the I took thing. away from it. It, it. But that's the thing is that I think that nobody is really getting it and that's where I can't stand to read anything about it. Is that right. like, I'm just like, I, I give up. <laughs> the Duke inspired my most violent rant of the year, I think, on Facebook. Because I saw the film two weeks after it world premiered at Sundance. And the first thing the movie had to do is it had to get over the fact that I had to watch it on my computer because it was an online screener. Ugh. And I hate, more than anything in the world, I hate watching movies on my computer, especially a movie that I would want to be in, involved in, because right. mostly I'm just sitting on my computer thinking about how pissed off I am that I'm sitting at my computer. Yeah, it's of like course. being at work. So, <laughs> I, um, and it scared, it kind of creeped the shit out of me, mm-hmm. I think would be the best way to describe it. But then, and then, you know, and we booked it for the festival, and uh, it played very well. Um, and then this cult of it exploded, which caused my violent Facebook outburst, which was essentially <laughs> that because we're so desperate as horror film fans, and especially as horror film media, um, to try to tell people how something is so cool, we tend to lose all sight of reality in in hyperboil. And this all came about just a few months back with this thing where they finally got William Friedkin like, I mean, mm-hmm. crack, must be cracked out of his mind or something. Telling people it's the scariest movie ever made, you know, and all of these kinds of things. And my, 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 of course, my rant was that we as genre journalists who promoted these kind of movies over all the years that I did it and all the years that we've done it as a group, and we were sh- destroying these movies for the future, you know, of people to see them because they can't possibly live up to the hype. Yeah, you know, there's it's not the scariest movie of all time. In fact, it's no. not scary, not really scary. It's it's horrifying, but it's horrifying in a much more psychological manner. It's certainly not frightening. Right. Like I'm not going to be go watch it and go and go like, oh shit, I can't go to sleep at night because the Babadook's going to come and get me. Yeah, like, that's even really seeing, not what the movie's about. Yeah, when you see no. the Babadook, even if it's like stop motion, it's it's like that creepy look. But I wasn't like frightened yeah. by it, you know. So I immediately went. I went to this thing, the Babadook's Facebook page. You know, a week after all this shit, is people are calling it the best horror movie in the in the history of the world you know and, and every response almost 
across the board was like, yeah, man, I kind of dug it and everything, but it wasn't really scary or anything. Mm-hmm. And I just my, my point on that was that we were we're only we'd only be months away from the everybody seeing it saying not only is it not scary not only did i not like it it sucks and it's crap because you told me it was awesome and it's not yeah and we were literally in in a course of one year of the movie's release can we build it all the way to the top of the highest mountain only to be just completely destroyed yeah. by the fact that everybody just like came all over themselves <laughs> you know with how good it was supposed to be yeah yeah you know, and that really pissed me off more than anything because it was such a great gem for so many months. You could tell people like, "This movie's awesome. Go see it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before the hype machine has virtually destroyed the movie. Yeah. So, David, did you yeah. see it? Uh, that is the only movie that I wish I had seen uh, that I did not. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, we'll, we'll move yeah. on to uh, a movie that you're talking about earlier uh tim that was uh not scary and horrible within your babadook review and that would be annabelle <laughs> <laughs> oh my warning to you <laughs> yeah the conjuring prequel uh literally watched this one last night and had tim comment and go i am sorry you were watching that <laughs> this is the highest grossing horror film of the year congratulations america are you serious yeah, look it up. I think it's eighty million. Dude, or something you know well. what? Here, here's here's just and this is another mic drop thing. This is like another solidifying my mic drop. Um, you make a bang and get say I'm out when you're done. Yes, I do. Of course, they can and drumsticks. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, like you know, usually like I would. Uh, I don't know. Let's just say I went to a, a comic con this year. And they had like a whole little Annabelle setup thing, and they had somebody dressed up as the doll, and yeah. all the assholes were going up to this doll like, "It ain't real! Oh shit, it is!" And it's just like, <laughs> really. And there you go. Wow. It's Annabelle's just like, worldwide box office is currently sitting at two hundred and thirty-one million five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, on a no. six million dollar budget. Hey, you can thank Conjuring for that. You know, like Conjuring was a great horror movie. But I love the Conjuring. Conjuring was classy. <laughs> yeah, Annabelle's crap. Nobody even can act that's in it. Where oh, do they horrible. find these people? Yeah, but it made money. There you go. The That's writing, all that matters. The writing was awful. Like every five seconds, I was watching that movie. I was like, well, "Why would you do that? Why? Why hold the doll and just commit suicide?" There's... It was lifetime <laughs> movie level production quality, yeah. and that's because a very notable difference. Juan, the, the Conjuring spent tw- had a twenty about a twenty million dollar production budget, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Annabelle, like just like I mean, they didn't even have it, dude. They sixty seven seventy percent of the budget's lopped off. Production quality is abysmal. Acting level is just frightening. I mean, it breaks my heart a little bit that you would take a movie like The Conjuring, which is already going to have its own sequel, which may be good, may not be good. Right. But to just like, let's cash in real quick and bring us a whole bunch of money by fucking over everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Because I don't know anybody who liked it. But that's no. like... The- I mean, that's what they, they've, they've always done that. And it's sad because for a while they didn't, well, but no, they do. No. Yeah, they'll catch well, on to no, anything that's good. And there's the last time a good horror movie came out to theaters, honestly. Like, and that's when The Conjuring hit and they just oh, and had the Conjuring was Well, it's just that, you know, I mean, it's, it, they've always done that just with shit movies. Yeah, and, usually they throw them onto DVD. Don't put them in a theater and then... Right. I mean, two hundred and thirty-one million dollars. That, that's where. That's where I think that. Yeah, it's it's a betrayal of the Conjuring. My that's... question is, you know, the movie doesn't even make eighty-four or eighty-five million at the U.S. box office without people not telling other people it sucked. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's plenty of movies that were released this year that didn't make any money that were terrible. I mean, the Pyramid's terrible. It didn't make any money. Um, you know, Devil's Due bombed. It was god awful. You know, I mean, there was lots of stuff that was released. That people said, oh my god, it's terrible. Don't go oh, see mother. it. 
but clearly like either people like Annabelle, which I don't know anybody who did, or they didn't bother to tell anyone how bad it was. Yeah. The one guy's quote in the movie where he just keeps telling the, her over and over, crazy people do crazy things. Like stupid people make stupid movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to Kevin Smith's Tusk. <laughs> oh. Okay, David, let me hear something from you. Set up this, set this up right, David. Set this up right, well... Set the mood for us seeing this together. Oh, yeah, we did see this together. Um, yeah, my... Co- what was my comment when I walked out? I-, I think I told them, fuck Kevin Smith. I'm never watching another one of his movies again. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Yoga Hosers. I'm just putting that out there. Oh, I can't wait either. I, you know okay. what? I enjoyed Tusk. I didn't think no. it was so bad. A no. lot of people hated it, and I, I went in with the lowest expectations, and I really enjoyed it. Like, now, Maybe granted, that's why. Maybe it's because your expectations were so low. They were low. It was beat. There was not one person in that theater when I went and saw it. Um, As it should be. <laughs> right. I mean, I think it's an interesting, uh, like, like Kevin Smith written horror thing. It's not never... a horror movie. <laughs> It's creepy. It's a comedy. It's creepy. It's not creepy. It's stupid. It, it has a long creep factor. You don't know what's going to happen through. I mean, you know he's going to turn into the wall or something. No, it has a 20, 20 minutes of creepy movie that is then ruined by 80 minutes of terrible movie. <laughs> I mean, and, and 40 minutes of Johnny Depp and terrible makeup. Because this is the thing I remember yeah. telling David after it was, we watched it. I was, you know, you know what it's about going in. It's the whole premise of the movie is... The payoff. You already know what's going to happen in Tusk if you're going to see Tusk, unless you and, know what the hell you're at. And that's kind of why I wanted to see it. I'm like, this sounds kind of like so good, stupid. But so then he get, you know, Justin Long goes out in the woods and he gets there, and Michael Parks does his whole "I'm Michael Parks" acting thing. Right. And I was genuinely into the movie and kind of like a little creeped out a little old dark housey creeped out about it you're getting creeped out yeah and then at 30 minutes it turned into a fucking slapstick comedy it does and it never ever becomes even remotely scary again because the tone is so light that even when they finally convert him into the thing you're just like it's so dumb that and that's why I, I, I'm so I, I hated the movie so much because I actually felt like I was about to see this amazing movie that then betrayed the trust I had given it for 30, 20 to thirty minutes by giving me your what David just said forty minutes of Johnny Depp being an idiot interspersed with an additional twenty minutes of the Tusk story stuck in there that was no longer scary because it was so dumb. Right. Well, here. here- here was my big thing with it. Um, well, one of my big issues with it is that everyone in that movie is a shithead. Oh yeah, everybody. <laughs> they they all suck. I mean, not. I mean, acting wise, yes, but that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about as characters. They're shitty people. Let's say, what about Haley Joel Osment? Oh wait, yeah, he cheats on. He's okay. a terrible. He's the friend. He's terrible. The girlfriend. Yeah, terrible. they're all. Ter- I'm telling you right now, the only two girls in the movie that are awesome are the freaking girls that work at the convenience store. Yeah. And one of them's Kevin Smith's daughter. Did you know that? The other one's yeah. Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah. Uh, really. Yes. Yeah, they're they're both in Yoga Hoser. They're the stars of Yoga Hoser. They're playing the same characters right. in Yoga Hoser. Now, who are they in the third movie? Like, are they doing a third movie? I heard it's a trilogy. There is no, a third the- movie, but I don't think it has a, the, those characters continuing through. I think it conti- It just also takes place in Canada. Okay, and what does yo- What is Yoga Hosers? I don't get the yoga, but Hosers is a joke for uh, is a joking reference to uh, people Great. who drink. It's Canadian. It's a beer drinking. It's from it's. Ho- Hogs and beer. Yeah, but it's based off of a beer brand. I forget which beer brand. No, it it's was. not. It's just it, that's just a Canadian term. I know this. Yeah, hoser. Yeah. Yoga hoser is an upcoming horror comedy written and directed by Kevin Smith. Blah blah blah. It looks like they're they're Take yoga. Off, eh? They're yoga instructors. Like they go to school as yoga instructors. And they fight demons or something. Yeah. Guess oh, what? All right, I'm going to give Kevin you the etymology of Hoser. made a handful of good movies. Otherwise, he's a turd in a trench coat. My crop <laughs> out. All right, are you guys ready for the etymology of Hoser? Go for oh, it. Right. 
It is a derogatory term based on Canadian hockey, similar to the word idiot or loser. It is derived from pre-Zamboni days when the losing team would have to hose the ice down after the game. Ah. It's a term of endearment. There you go. I feel more educated now listening to this. I know. Podcast. It's, 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 it's a term of ende- it's a term of endearment, kind of like cunt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true in 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 Scotland. Oh man! All right, moving on. <laughs> I have nothing I can say. To yeah, you. that's All right. it. All right. <laughs> this movie kind of came out in 2013, but most people saw it in 2014. Uh, the, the Sacrament. Yes. How did? What did you guys think of that one? Uh, also programmed it for the festival for okay. midnight. It did very, very well. Uh, I dug it a lot. I think it, it technically found it, not technically found footage because it is edited together as a faux documentary. Right. Um, but the best use of it, I, I think, done in a long, long time to do something in that style, mm-hmm. and obviously to take a very well-known story and in verbatim, you know, tell it. I mean, there's no. No surprise if you know the Jonestown story to what's going on. Yeah, and it's a great way to do that story without doing that story, you know, without pushing a few buttons. Yeah, I loved it. I was a real big fan of it. I mean, always, I've always liked West's stuff, so. Mm-hmm. But this is certainly his most accessible film. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Uh, did any of you guys... Oh, did you guys have anything else for The Sacrament, David, Lauren? I, uh, um... I am familiar with the story, and so I didn't really give it a good shot, but I will say after about 20 minutes, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm good. That They weren't even at the thing in 20 minutes, were they? Yeah, they landed at the thing at the very beginning, but... Okay. Yeah, after, after and maybe it was 30 minutes, whatever it was, I was just like, yeah, I'm good. Like, like, I mean, I, I kind of know, whatever. Right, I mean, the, that's, <laughs> the best part of that movie is the tension. David didn't wait for the payoff. Right, from the payoff <laughs> part when they're, like, hiding from the guys walking around with machine guns. Like, that's, like, the... I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't awful. I was just because I was so familiar with it. I was just kind of like, okay, this is going like exactly how I thought it was going to be. And I'm like, one day I'll come back to this, but today isn't that day. <laughs> how about Dracula Untold? No, it looked like shit. I didn't watch it, so I saw it. It's <laughs> I saw it. It was just damn awful. Was it? Now, it's not it... a horror movie. It's just like I Frankenstein. They're not really horror movies. These are action adventure movies. That movie fucking like, sucks. They're just like action. <laughs> well, I Frankenstein is like a tenth generation underworld ripoff. Yeah, but I also like, skipped that because it looked like shit. Dracula <laughs> Untold is just like um, it's just an action adventure movie set amongst you know what you would believe to be a version of the dracula legend this revisionist version of the dracula legend but in the end of it it's no different than legend of hercules or or hercules or pompeii that came out this year it's just a mindless dumb action there's no horror element of it whatsoever i mean what really? scares me is the fact that people are there's rumblings about that this could be like the official prequel to the universal monster uh, it didn't make any money. <laughs> what's what I'm saying? And then, like, I guess they were like, uh, towards the end, like they're like, oh yeah, it's it's definitely the prequel to the Universal Monster movies. And I was like, I have no faith in the new Universal Monster movies that this that they're going to make this canon. Why don't they just make Van Helsing the prequel to the Universal? Yeah, right. Monster? Just make it all shitty and just go with it. Yeah, Dracula Untold. I it got it hammered. Um, Seventy million dollar production budget, fifty six million dollar box office. Now worldwide, it, it probably picked up. It probably broke even, maybe came out just a touch ahead. But twenty six percent was the U.S. take to seventy four percent world. That's a bad, bad ratio. Yeah, it should be usually you see more like forty sixty um, U.S. to world. So twenty six to seventy four means it just got eaten alive over here. Yeah, I remember it didn't come out in a very good time either. Like it was like kind of before Halloween. Like you would it, it was it was before Halloween. I don't remember when I saw it because I didn't go right off and see it. I think I saw it maybe like Halloween week, mm-hmm. and I mean I was the only person in the theater. Yeah, Oof. that's a shame. Oh well, uh, Cabin Fever, Patient Zero. I rented it and fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, this one was definitely uh... not good. The only thing I will give it is that it has a cat fight. 
<laughs> but they have like that cabin fever, your skin falls off thing going on. So they're just like ripping skin and hair and everything until they're just a big pile of meat. I thought that was a kind of a cool thing. But for the hour and a half that it takes to finish that thing, it was god awful. And our favorite Hobbit, Sam, is in it. He actually plays a big character. Jesus, I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah, was it Ashmore? Sean Ashmore? He's in it. Aston. That's right. Oh my Ashmore. That's that's the, that's the kid who was sleeping with um, Brian Singer all those years. Oh, oh, god. Okay. Dead things, <laughs> Mikey. Man. Dead things. Dead things, Mikey. Dead things. Yeah, but look Mikey. how. Walsh and you're you're disgracing them. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Wolf Creek Two. It's been uh, in my Netflix queue for months. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so one. I loved the first Wolf Creek. I thought it was shot. I mean, like it was done really well. Yeah, I, I actually th- love the first Wolf Creek. That made one of my top. I think my top ten for BD that year. Yeah, I I remember revisiting Wolf Creek uh, a couple of years after I saw it in theaters, and I thought it held up pretty well. Um, I know a lot of people think it's really boring and the villain's the only good part, but I really like that they kind of did it character by character. Yeah, a I lot thought of that films really do cool. that. Um, but I didn't see the second one. I heard it was kind of poopy, so I was like, yeah. Yeah, I watched the first like the introduction with the, on the road and stuff. I thought that was a really cool scene, and then after, I forget why I like I exit out of the the link, and that was it. So. Uh, I don't really like being like hunted and tortured. So, no, nah, so you know, <laughs> not my cup of tea. Nah, <laughs> it's just you know, not really. All right, so how that's... about Leprechaun Origins? I'm the Leprechaun. I'm the <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, did anybody watch that? No, no I, I couldn't bring myself to watch. Yeah, it. I, I don't know. <laughs> Well, it was it is, I actually got in a debate about it somewhere. Somebody was like, I watched Leprechaun's Origins, and it was a piece of shit. And I said, as opposed to all the other good Leprechaun movies? Yeah, right. Like, when I Dude. saw the box sets coming out, I was like, okay, whatever. It's not Warwick in it, so... Yeah, it's not Warwick, Dave. It's, 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 it's the little uh, wrestler guy. It's a WWE film, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Screw of another, those guys. Speaking of another WWE film, how about the... Uh, the two twins making Sino Evil 2. Screw those chicks! <laughs> Didn't see that either. <laughs> the Soska twins or whatever they are? Soska. Yeah, no, I didn't see that one either. I heard that Sino Evil 2 was alright, but I haven't, heard, I haven't had anybody that I know come to me and tell me they liked it. Guess I- what? It's probably not very good. And you know what? The only reason they're famous is because they're chicks. They got titties! They're hot. <laughs> And they're really not. Yeah. Guess what? I have a master's degree. <laughs> they're Lord, still hot. Lauren's dropping that bomb. <laughs> Booyah. How about the possession of Michael King? I didn't see this, but actually somebody just put it on their top ten, and I'd never even heard about it. I <laughs> heard of it, but I have not seen it. If you I really like to borrow it, I, I gotta be telling you, I hate possession movies. So, I do too. Like, I feel like the worst horror fan because we're going down this list and I'm like, eh, look like crap. Nope, didn't want to watch it. This is what is amazing about this. This is the evolution of us. I mean, this is just the, this is just proof that <laughs> you guys have is... touched on all kinds of crap I've watched this year. That's why. Why do you think the podcast now is a remnant of good horror movies and old <laughs> songs and just things from the past? Because that's all it's really <laughs> holding up lately. You know. I mean, really, honestly, like, I have looked through Netflix how many times in the last, I mean, since our last podcast, I mean, the last time we actually recorded our podcast was March of last year. I've gone through that thing, and I've tried to watch something, and I've always just gone like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to watch Rosemary's Baby again. Because, (laughs) I'm sorry, there's nothing else on there. Yeah, well, I, what I will say about the, the possession of Michael King is, is pretty good. It's well made, uh, and it kind of just gets thrown into the like the, the heap of other possession movies that have come out in the last three years, um, but I, it's it's definitely a good one, and if I kept a possession movie, then that means it's, it's pretty good. So. All right, because I didn't like Deliver Us from Evil this year. I didn't see that one. It was just basically a seven ripoff as a possession movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Eh, I remember we saw it and it was like, eh. Eh. Yeah. Eh. 
Alright, how about... The, the, the cat scene made me jump the most, where he's going down to the basement, and the cat jumps out. That was the only thing in the movie that actually scared me. <laughs> that makes me want to cry. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, I'm allergic to cats, so it's terrifying. That <laughs> is very sniffling. Uh, VHS viral. Uh-oh. Didn't see it. Nope, didn't see it. Nope. They didn't release this. it in Orlando. Wait. Yeah, I, I watched this, uh, and I feel like it was basically, uh, did you ever read Stephen King's Cell? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, but like <gasps> made into three segments. <laughs> Because it's what? a viral video and everybody gets another. That phones. was already. They already did that. It was called the signal. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Of course, it's gonna be a little bit different. Um, but the three, the, the stories that are in there with the overall book end to it. If if you're a 13 to 15 year old kid, you will fucking love this movie. <laughs> like it is first person on a skateboard with a samurai sword and a gun hacking away like undead zombies and stuff. Like it's fun. I thought it was a cool little film, but. I mean, eh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's whatever. Like, once it's the third in that series, I don't know how they can. They actually made Cell, and it comes out this year, right? The They've been planning uh-huh. to make Cell. I didn't think they No, they actually made it. it. John Cusack's in it. I think it comes out, like, in March or something. I, they pushed it, I think. Oh, wow. I know. I'm, I'm excited. I actually got to meet, well, I didn't get to meet him. I actually got to go and listen to Stephen King talk last year. Oh, yeah. I'm in 2014. And it was amazing. I'm just going to let you guys know that. So he talked and, about the Cell movie coming out? Though? No, he talked about Revival, his last book. And uh, But he, if, if you guys ever have the opportunity to go and like listen to him talk, and if you have any ounce of like admiration for him or if you think he is cool or whatever, he is as cool and as neat and you will admire him just as much as you did as you went in, you know, thinking that you, I mean, he, 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 he lived up to all of my expectations. You know how you meet people sometimes and you're just like, wow, they're just a right prick. He, he was, he was, Stephen King is the shit dude. He seems genuine. He definitely, definitely. So interesting that uh, they made a Cell-like movie when Cell is still coming out. So yeah, no, it's trying to get that out there, get that money quick before it all comes down. But uh, anyways, <laughs> so there's a bunch of other films. There was a lot of big hitters because we mainly talked about most of the major horror films. Uh, what horror films did you guys see that you'd want to talk about that you maybe actually enjoyed? You know what? There was one that they they played at because uh, I uh, catered uh, with my baking stuff, the Telluride Horror Show, and um, they played a, a a movie called Creep. And if you it, it it like it still bothers me somewhat. So if you have the chance to see it, and there's like only two dudes in it, and one of the guys, I people seem to know who he was. Um, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Creep. Uh, and I mean, it, it really bothered me. Uh, the guy that was in it, Mark Duplass. Oh, Mike Duplass, Mark Duplass. Yeah. Mark Duplass. He plays like the creep in it. (laughs) The creepy guy. Oh my God. Like, wow. It was a good movie. Like it bothered me. Like there, like there's still like little bits and pieces of it that like, I'm like, yeah. Unnerving. unnerving extremely unnerving yeah and i mean it was just like a simple little movie so if you have a chance to check it out i would cool all right well um the best i'll tell you it too one the best horror movie that i saw that a studio released this year theatrically made the least amount of money uh and that was hammers the the quiet ones oh, did anybody yeah. else see the quiet ones I did. me yeah i did I really dug it. It's not great, and it is a possession movie, but in a little bit of a different scale because she may be schizophrenic, um, or at least that's what you're kind of maybe led to believe a little bit about it. Right. Um, theoretically, based on a true story, that's really iffy to me on it, but um, I did dig it a lot. Um, it takes place in the 70s. Actually, I think maybe like... It, it might be ni- ni- 1970. Um, British uh, kid, he's a filmmaker hired to document, uh, you know, this girl that's being 
part of a psychological study about ghosts um, or whether she, you know, is, is haunted. And uh, I, I, I mean, I thought it was really cool and nobody saw it and I really liked it. Um, then, I mean, there's lots of stuff that I saw that's fantastic that, like I said, everybody's classifying them as horror films, but I don't classify them that way. Like, thinking about, like, Cheap Thrills and Under the Skin oh, and thrills, yeah. and um, and uh, Only Lovers Left Alive, which are some of my favorite movies of the year, but I wouldn't put them on the horror movies list like everybody else is. You know, it's funny. Anytime anybody brings up Lucy to me, I'm like, you, you saw the worst version of that. You should have just saw Under the Skin. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and apparently they're trying to put her in the new Ghost of the Shell movie. Yeah, apparently, yeah, as of today. I it's like, is she just now being typecasted? You know? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but there, and, and, and then I saw all kinds of other lackluster stuff. But really, I, I feel like, um, I really do feel like The Quiet One's got no respect. It's the only horror movie I bought this year, like tr- classic horror, classical horror film. Um, I did see two Christian horror movies that were just made me want to weep. One of them was like Christian. about yeah. I, I literally went to the theater and I saw most everything this year, and I saw one of them was called Gin, and it was about a a gin, a ghost. Is, is that the Toby Hooper? No, 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 no. No, it's the <laughs> Indian one, right? Yeah, yeah, the Indian. It was terrible. And then the other one I saw was um, some kind of rapture film. Rapture. Uh, called, oh, the re- the remaining. They're at a wedding, oh, and then they're all raptured. Cameron movie. So, but it's it was technically a Christian horror <laughs> film, and it did have a lot of horror elements in it. But oh my god, it was just painful, man. Uh, I can imagine. I, I can't just picture you sitting in a Christian horror film. That just sounds awkward. It kind of it was awkward, but I like <laughs> sometimes I like it to be awkward. You did go see the Kirk Cameron movie, though, right? I did not go see the Kirk oh, Cameron. Oh, I thought you did. No, 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 no. Scariest no. thing for Christmas. Uh, yeah, it was scary. I'm sure. God. How, about right. you, how about you, David? Um, the best horror movie I saw this year was The Editor. Ah, oh, I want to oh. see that so bad. I'm working very hard to get a screener of it right now. We've um, been talking to those guys at Astron Six. What is the yeah. editor about? Uh, it's well, it's the same guys who made Father's Day and Manborg. Manborg, yes. What? Yeah. It's Astron and Six. It, it's a riff on Giallo movies. Okay. Yeah, because Adam Brooks is like huge into that stuff, right? I guess. Is that, is, yeah, okay. Uh, but no, it's it. I thought it was really, really clever, um, and it, it's. I mean, if you like Father's Day um, and you liked Manborg, you're definitely gonna love it. Oh my god! Uh, is freaking. Oh my god! The guy from Human Centipede Two is in it with Udo Kier. That alone is frightening. Yeah, a bunch of people show like <laughs> Paz de la Huerta's in it as the main characters, no! like bitchy drunk wife and uh there she has some amazing scenes in the movie and it's just absurd i mean it's absurd like the other ones but it's all the call outs to the old giallo movies and and just like uh all the riffs and everything they're just they're really smart and it's Mm -hmm. it's really entertaining um that's definitely the most fun i had with a horror movie this year that's awesome yeah this does definitely looks very cool um, so I put these shout outs to stuff if anybody did see it or should see it. I, now, I haven't seen it, but uh, my friend Aaron produced a film this year, Starry Eyes, that is on the top of everybody's list. But I have not had a chance to see it because I was sidetracked and my free Vimeo link expired. Oh, watch it. I hate that. I hate when that happens. Yeah, I got an email for that, too, and it was like, oh, I've already got something to do tonight, and the link was only for 24 hours, and I'm like, well, that's that. Yeah, yeah. that's so the of screening. Aaron, so shout out to Aaron, to who you. has promised to buy me a rental of it on iTunes so that I can finally watch it. Um, nice. Because I have been looking forward to seeing that. Um, I have not seen this yet, but everybody who has has been really interesting comments on it which is the strange color of your body's tears oh it's the movie uh the guys who did um it's amir yeah the guys who did amir um and it'll also be very giallo like uh, it's on netflix well. i think yeah it is on netflix and i think it might be streaming um but that's av- apparently out as well so cool. and then um 
and The Guest, which I'm actually going to watch all tomorrow when Netflix delivers that, as well as Horns, which is Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett's new film. Sweet. Uh, anybody see The Purge Anarchy? Didn't we see it together? We did. Yes. God, was that this year? That was That's this year. Way, way better than The Purge. Yeah. And that's not saying a lot, but yeah. No, it's not saying a lot. <laughs> I almost forgot Ooh. we saw the purge. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that was surprisingly better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also because we went in with our expectations very, very low. Well, it solves the major problem of the first movie, which is that, you know what? Just get out of the fucking house. Yeah, let me see some <laughs> shit happen. Just leave. Just leave. Gotcha. All right, is there anything that you guys are looking forward to in 2015? I don't know what's coming out. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if Cell actually comes out, I am looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I, I would say I'm looking forward to anything that is going to break the the mic drop. The mic drop, yeah. Yeah, because the mic drop is, it, you know, it, it's permanently dropped at the moment. Well, we have Rob Zombies 31. The... Oh, That's my true. God. And you know I love him. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to see Rec 4. Rec 4, yeah, you want to see that. I want to see Rec 4 too. Just, yeah, but just because I was so let down by 3, just because I love 1 and 2 so much. Yeah, I also want to see... I'll tell you the two that I'm most excited for. One of them, I don't know when I'm ever going to get to see it, but it's It Follows, and it's directed by the guy who actually made my one of my favorite films from two years ago, which is not a horror movie, The Myth of the American Sleepover. This is his version of like a teen coming-of-age horror film. And it blew up. It played all kinds of major festivals, and it got bought up for distribution by Weinstein. Um, I'm excited to see that. And then the other one, I've actually attempted to watch four times during the last two weeks, but the links are all broken, and we're still arguing with the PR company to try to get active links. And that is for Among the Living, which is, I believe, premiered at Fantastic Fest and is the new horror film from... Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. I think I saw that. This is the director of, of, of Inside. Yes, a few years I ago, saw... Alexander Bustillo. No, I saw Among the Living. So I'm very excited to see that if the links would ever work. <laughs> Don't rush. <laughs> Thank you. And Sinister 2 is coming out, and Sinister was really high on my... Um, yeah, I like Sinister. My li- I, I dug it list. Well, we can't forget Phantasm Five, The Ravager. If it gets released, I don't know how they're planning on dealing with its release. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be straight to DVD. If not, even less than that, you know? Yeah. Um, Crimson Peak by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, that's right. It's supposed to be his... his his. his he's calling it his Spanish-language-English-language horror film. With Tom Hiddleston, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be... He's supposed to be... His, his statement is supposed to mean that he has made a film in the style of The Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth. But in English. Well, let's so, hope it works. Let's see if it ha- yeah. he, he has that level of mood. Oh, definitely. Uh, and the other one I heard that looks pretty good is uh, Scouts vs. Zombies, uh, which I've been kind of looking into. It's going to be kind of a horror comedy thing with Dave Koechner. So, oh, really? No. Yeah, it's basically a bunch of... He's a camp counselor, and then a bunch of kids get turned into zombies, and he has, like, a troop of kids and him trying to get out of the woods. So, I don't know. I think it sounds kind of fun. And we got a bunch of other stuff, like Goosebumps. There's another Amityville coming out. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, I don't care about any of that shit. I am curious about uh, Phantasm Five. Yeah. yeah. Just to see what, how they do it. I mean, like, the trailer already looks like a CG fest. Uh, but, you know... <laughs> I'm worried about how cheap it looks. Right, very cheap. But yeah. I mean, Don Coscarelli's still on it, right? He's no, he's yes. only the producer, and he provided he provided the the footage, that you know, all of his back footage. It right. has a it is a different director because they've been mm. filming this for quite a few years now, right? They shot the movie and edited it while Coscarelli was doing the promotional tour stuff for John Dies at the End. Well, okay. so he was not actually like I think around for the filming of it, but everybody is back. Okay. I mean, there every you know it's Reggie and it's Mike Baldwin and it's you know uh, still makes me nervous. Angus, I am curious about uh, Krampus too. If that actually happens, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the deal is with it or when it's coming out. I mean, I know they were originally projecting it for like this or December, but right. I didn't see it anywhere. 
I guarantee it was one of those things where, like, Mike Daugherty was like, I could do Krampus for this much money in this much time. And they're like, go. That all they have is a yeah. little teaser poster from <laughs> last year, so. But, hey, I mean, if he did Halloween right, maybe he'll do a Christmas right, too. We'll see. I'd rather him just make me uh, trick-or-treat, too. Yeah, I mean, that's happening as well. Like, apparently Legendary Pictures is putting it out. So, we will see. Who knows? But uh, that's your 2015. It was great talking to you guys. I feel like it's been forever. It has. This is making me all weepy. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely get to hang out whenever uh, David has his wedding. And maybe we'll do a live show for that. How about that? That's what we should live, live broadcast from David's reception. Yeah. I, I, don't, th- I don't think Tanya would be very happy. <laughs> we need a table. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Stop hugging people. I'm excited because Lauren's coming into town. And Yay. We're not going to let her leave this time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, awesome guys well thank you so much for sitting yeah. down with me tonight and uh talking about these uh really craptastic movies and uh we'll look forward to having you on again thank Yay. you for having me. thank you yeah thanks for having us on yeah it was fun all right guys stay scary